And welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We are gathered around the fire for another ritual. Yes, we are continuing to talk about ghosts. And last couple ones, we've talked Papa Emeritus 1, Primo, Papa 2, Secundo. We just did Terzo, and now we're on to not a Papa yet, but Cardinal Copia and the album Prequel. So when we last left off, uh, Terzo was dragged off stage, and uh, the Dark Ages have begun, as Papa Nil said. And with me to talk about the Dark Ages is Joe. Do your thing. Hey, it's Joe from Monsters and Mad Men Reviews on TikTok. So I'm very excited about this. This is my favorite album. It's your favorite album. And both of our favorite characters are really front and center. Your characters actually the antagonist kind of in a way so uh i think we should start before we even get into the songs we're gonna this is gonna be lore heavy this is a lore heavy episode and uh i know we're both like ecstatic for it <laughs> so let's talk about how your character first gets there and he is fucking disappointed yes so as i mentioned in that concert in europe it's papa nil he comes out uh, after Terzo has been dragged off stage and says, I am Papa Emeritus Zero, Papa Nil. The party's over because Terzo was too much into being a star and not spreading the message of the ministry and the clergy. And the Dark Ages have begun. And Prequel is all about the plague, death, the Dark Ages. And so it's around this time, too, that Ghost starts creating a full lore of itself. And so we get... I mean, there was always lore, but... But, but this is like... This is, here it goes. Short films. Right. And so we first get introduced in the chapter videos, New Blood. Uh, Papa Nil and Sister Imperator are talking. Papa Nil is not too happy. He's saying, I don't know what the deal with this Cardinal is anyway. What's so big about well, him? he even... It's not even the Cardinal at first. He's talking to Sister, and he's like, I don't understand. Why wasn't Terzo enough? I'm paraphrasing. He doesn't blatantly say this. Yeah. He's complaining about it. He even says, you know, Terzo won a Grammy, and Sister's like, it wasn't enough. Maybe if your first son won a Grammy, but your third one's the one who won. And Sister's all done. And then Sister suggests somebody new. And that person would be Cardinal, Cardinal Copia. So he shows up in the second video carrying a boombox with his own introduction music. And it's important to mention Cardinal Copia. His mask is based off of horror legend Vincent Price. Um, he so hasn't owned his face paint yet. He hasn't. He's just a cardinal. Kind of like how a cardinal has to be elevated to the papacy. That's what's kind of going on here. And he's won the second most employee of the month. And it's said that he, it's blatantly said by Sister Imperator that Cardinal Copia has been Papa Nil's right hand man. But the problem is, according to Papa Nil, he's not of the Papa bloodline. Maybe. <laughs> it's very likely that Cardinal Copia is Papa Nil's illegitimate son with Sister Imperator. And we'll get into that when we talk about. Uh, I still the think his dad is Satan. You're the Antichrist. <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> Cardinal Copia is really goofy, and it, 
after a little while, sister convinces Papa Nil to basically give his blessings to Copia. And they send Copia to go get fit for new outfits. And with that, uh, sister says it's time to let the other Papas know they're going back on the road. And that's what they do. They show up, tell them they're going on the road, and ghouls euthanize them. So that's the end of those Papas. I know we talked about maybe Terzo is still alive, but as of now, all the Papas are retired. Permanently. Permanently. In hell, most likely. I don't yes. think any of them are getting to heaven. No. No. Oh, and Joe loves this chapter of the Cardinal, but when he enters, there's this big, like, you know, uh, music uh, coming in. He comes in with a boombox, turns out the music's on the boombox. He's yes. playing Pro Memoria. Yes. Yeah. He's walking around with his own introduction music. And Copia is so goofy. I love Copia. He's really stupid. He's, he's, he's entertaining. He is stupid. He rides around on a tricycle. There's one chapter video a little later on where he's riding around in the ministry and he crashes into one of the walls. And Papa Nil comes over and goes, the ministry is not your playground, Cardinal. Uh, you mentioned <laughs> that Papa Nil is the antagonist. He and Copia do not see eye to eye. They do not. Well, I think Copia and him used to see eye to eye when he was Nil's assistant. But um, I think it's jealousy because Papa Nil wants yes. another chance. Papa, I don't know if it's that much he wants another chance, but I think Papa Nil thought Terza was the one. We'll even ask, like, why can't I have another chance? He does. Yes, you're right. In Chapter 8, Kiss the Go-Go. Um, so let's talk a little bit about both their characteristics. So let's uh, start with Nil. I, I will mention that... Um, actually, no. Yeah, we'll start with Nil. But, so Papa Nil, he's this old, decrepit Papa. He's got oxygen mask. Uh, he's got two creepy twin assistants to a boy and a girl or Tobias Forge's kids. Which is funny because, you know, in one of the um, chapter videos, he gets scared of them, so he's scared of his own kids. Kids can be scary, trust me. And so Papa Nil, he's this goofy Papa. He was in charge of Ghost, and again, we'll talk about that. He, he fronted Ghost back yeah. in the 60s. Yeah. He plays the saxophone. He's had a romantic past with sister. And he has at least three baby mamas, yes. if we get technical here. Yes. Um, he got around in he his did. youth. Because the theory is that all of the papas are half-brothers. Because, you know, Primo is much older than Secundo. And then Secundo and Terzo are three months apart, which means it was separate pregnancies. So he's had at least... Three baby mamas. Yep. Possibly four, because he was in an intimate relationship with sister. Yes. And we know it's basically been confirmed because he calls her mom mm -hmm. in one of the chapter videos. Cardinal Copia's mother is sister Imperator. Yeah. He's, uh, and Papa Nil is, he's definitely past his prime, but he still plays the saxophone. He still if, plays the saxophone. If I run well. Could I do this? Pulls out saxophones out of nowhere. And the EP for prequel is Seven Inches of Satanic Panic, which is two songs that were by Papa Nil. But we're actually going to do a separate video for Seven Inches, of, or separate podcast for Seven Inches. Because there's a lot of lore in that, too. 
He learned the background. And we both like Papanil enough that we think he kind of deserves his own spotlight. And as you mentioned, Joe, this is kind of the vacancy. There's no There's no true pope. Right. Uh, Yeah. And there's not really like a conclave to elect it. It's either going to be Cardinal Copia or they start over. Yes. Basically. And I will... uh, uh, Moving on to Cardinal Copia's character. So, Copia... He's my favorite character. In Joe's story. favorite character, one of my favorites. He's my favorite papa, like of the front men who've led Ghost. He is, now we mentioned that Terzo is this, you know, flirtatious, charming papa. Copia is that, but in a goofy way. He's a comedian. And they're very different. Like, um, I should have mentioned this in Terzo's video. Like one of Terzo's lines is, I say fuck a lot because I think you should fuck a lot. It's funny, but it's, you know, up there. Copia's equivalent to that is talking about tickling your taint. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's goofy. Oh, Cardinal Copia's nickname, Cardi C. Cardi C. I'm pretty much just going to call him Copia. Even when it becomes Papa, we still call him Copia. Copia. Or Popia. No, <laughs> no one really calls him... Quarto. Yeah. No one really calls him Quarto. And he's really goofy. No one ever. I've never heard. No, I've never heard that either. He's really stupid. Uh, when he's first introduced, I would say as he matures, as he you know becomes Papa and then takes on bigger roles, he's become brighter and more mature. Yeah, no, no, which is genius because it shows it, to be honest, it's a like different character. Papa Emeritus Four that we have right now mm-hmm. is fairly different than the Cardinal Copia we have, but we kind of go with him, and it's funny because like. We know stuff that Cardinal Copia knows, so he adjusts to things as it goes on. Um. But, uh, oh, what was I saying? Uh, Cardinal Copia. Uh, so he's goofy. He's really stupid. Oh, uh, in the chapter video when he's introduced, when Sister and Papanilla are talking, he's just in the background doing his <coughs> stage routine. So it shows, like, eh, he's, he's learning. It's new blood. And... Which is funny because, in theory, I, I mean, there's no real rank system that we know of in the ministry. Uh-huh. Cardinal would have to be up there. Yeah, he's the right-hand man. There's definitely more cardinals, remember, the second most employee of the month. And that, think about it, like, that could have been Terzo, who could have been number one. That could have been Co- uh, Primo. Well, not Copia. It can't be Copia mm-hmm. if you say. Could have been Primo, Secundo, Terzo. Neil. Saltarian. <laughs> yeah, we don't know Saltarian yet. And we don't see Saltarian until he's Papa, I think, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, this is, as I mentioned, like, this is when, this is when the lore starts coming into play with Ghost. Like, you get to follow the story. And it's also, with Prequel, it's, now, Meliora was, introduced them to the mainstream. If you did not think Ghost was mainstream, they are now. Yes. This album, I think it's the best. It got critical acclaim. Uh, every song is... It's catchy. It's very popular. All, almost all of them are... I think all of them are on their current set list. And I know we're gushing about Copia, but a lot of people did not like him at first. No. Terzo was so popular that people hated him. Tobias didn't like Copia, but then grew into him. And he is the longest-running frontman. Yes, he's the only papa to last more than one album cycle. Mm-hmm. Well, technically... Papa Emeritus the Fourth has only lasted one album cycle, 
But Cardinal Copia, Copia as a character, has had two. It's not wrong if we call him Copia, because that's his name. Right. It means copy, so... No, it's actually funny, because when you become Pope in the Catholic religion, you mm -hmm. actually change your name to that. So, Pope Francis I, or Pope Francis, is actually Cardinal Jorge Mario Baguglio. Mm -hmm. And when he became Pope, he picked Francis as his name. Yes, yeah, no. And same thing with, like, Benedict Sixteenth. He was Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, and then he turned into Pope Benedict Sixteenth, And he actually turned into... Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI. Yes. Which is kind of funny. Papa Emeritus. There it is. And, uh, or you could call him Popia. <laughs> Cardinal Copia. Popia. Anyway, so let's talk about the songs. Yes. And this is like the opposite. Like we're, we're talking about uh, Meliora. We were like, uh, it's like 50-50. These ones are all fucking great songs. Yeah, no. There are no bad songs on this one. In my opinion, I will listen to all of them. Some are obviously my favorite. This album also contains my favorite song, which we'll get to. I also will mention, so Opus Eponymous is an infestissimum, a uh, satanic. Meliora is about the absence of God. This album, though, is about death. It, about the Black Plague in particular. It's also, you know, underlines of corruption, but like really, I think... Satan takes a backseat to the Grim Reaper in these albums. Yeah, this the Grim Reaper is the main character. And this is like, also... And we mean Grim Reaper as death, like air quotes. He yes. doesn't sing about like the Grim Reaper himself. But I definitely they're not saying like Hell Satan or... You know, I mean, there is... Um, Lucifer is mentioned. Yeah, in uh, what? Which image? Uh, uh, Pro Memoria. Pro Memoria, yeah. Uh, I'll also say this album, it's still metal, but it's also the most pop-sounding. Mm, yeah, yeah, probably. Which, which, you know what, and it's also 80s rock, like getting into the 80s. I love it because, again, catchy songs, and it just, it's a wide audience. Like, there's the people like metal, this is more the pop metal, pop rock. And you can see the influences. So, anyway... Their first uh, song, again, kind of following their tradition, not really a song, is Ashes. It's. I think the cool thing about that is it's Tobias Forge's daughter doing it. Yep, and you know, Ring Around the Rosie, it's about the plague. So, just a good little introduction, but then we get into the song that, that kind of made uh, one over, made people win over Copia. Yeah. The copia won over the people. <laughs> anyway, it's rats. I love rats. 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 Oh, uh... <laughs> So I would say this... This could be my favorite song. I love Das Macabre as well. This is probably my favorite song on the album. And overall, I would say this is tied with Dance Macabre and Year Zero is my fourth favorite ghost song. And I love this song. Uh, music video. You get to see Copia bust a move. He is dancing. It's a body double. It's not Forge, but it's uh, it's just he's dancing in a rundown town cafe. There's rats scurrying around. Guys in hazmat suits taking away the bodies. Like rats is a big thing with Copia. Really, before he becomes Papa, actually, when we first see his face paint, which we'll get to, it is actually kind of painted like a rat. But uh, I have the statues of Copia. They have rats on them. And you got me a. 
statue of uh, the bust. The yeah, bust, I got you a little bust. I have that too. But the statues, the full body statues, have rats on them. I have a shirt that has Copia on it. That one has rats on it. I'm wearing one now. <laughs> it's like before they become, before he becomes Papa, but they're doing Copia stuff, Cardinal Copia stuff. R rats really are symbolic of him. And rats, historically, they were believed to have spread the plague. I love this, yes, and that's the big deal of it. I also love like when he talks about the sign, he's like, not bats, not cats, not twats, but rats, <laughs> it's awesome. And the song is about, uh, yes, it's about rats and the plague, but it's also about the spread of corruption, misinformation, and how that, uh, you know, affects society. When we go to the ritual, we got to dance like Copia. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> for for rats. It's on the set list, I'm thrilled. And, and he's got the Sisters of Sin dancing. It reminds me of Thriller. Right. Like the Thriller music video. So from Rats, we get into the third song, Faith. And there is a background with this song because I should have mentioned before, <laughs> up until prequel, this album, no one knew who Tobias Forge was. It was all shrouded in mystery. People kind of knew though, like from, he was outed a few times from like Rob Zombie or like people recognized his but voice. But even then people weren't a hundred percent sure. Yeah, and people recognized his voice from his other projects like Repugnant and Subvision. But it's at this time though, like his former band members sued him over royalties and payments and he ended up winning that lawsuit. And Faith is about uh, well, lyrically, it's about, you know, the devil. There is satanic songs. Uh, and across the land, like this <coughs> barren wasteland of sadness and the plague. Joe, what do you think of this song? So, we talked about this before. This one's not one of my favorite ones on the track. I don't think it's strong. I know a lot of people love it. But I don't think it's a bad song. Really, like... Prequel is full of winners. There's not a bad song on this track. You can take Faith, which, like I said, is a weak song, and put it against some of the best ones on Opus, and it's going to come out on top. Some of the best ones on Prequel. I mean, not Prequel. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, Prequel does kind of balance out with Prequel. Doesn't it? <laughs> it would balance out with a lot of the stuff on Infestissimum. Think like I mean I love Monsters Clock. It's my third favorite Ghost song. So pretty much anything on this album will beat almost anything. It will hold its own. Right. It's just because Faith isn't one of my favorite songs doesn't mean it's a bad one. And I think Faith is less about the like the devil or like death, but about Tobias Forge winning over his. And I think game. that's why I think it's a weak one. Yeah, because one of the lyrics is, I am all eyes, I am all ears. He's basically saying, I am ghost. Yes. In a nutshell, the lawsuit was his former bandmates sued Tobias over royalties and saying like, hey, we're part of the band too. You need to be equal to us. And the outcome was, no, it's Tobias's band. You're just his employees. There's no legal. Yes. Uh, neat legal... Uh, contract saying that you were a band member. One thing that I think is interesting is I read an article, mm -hmm. I think it was on Revolver, I don't remember though. On um, the internet. <laughs> where 
Tobias said one of the things he wishes he put in the contract was for them to have to have remained anonymous in any action against him like that, which is why we are 100% sure it's Tobias Forge today. He doesn't hide it anymore, though. <sighs> you know what? I, I mean, wish... he likes to stay anonymous, but, like, he also knows. I wish know. he was still anonymous, to be honest with you. Because think about it. Like, he went to the American Grammys when he won for Ceres as Papa Emeritus. But when Copia's rewards nominee, he won as Tobias Forge. He went to the Swedish Grammys as Tobias Forge. He does interviews now as Tobias Forge. And I hate to say it, you and me disagree about this, but I'm not really interested in what Tobias Forge has to say. I'm interested in what Papa Emeritus has to say. Does that make sense? No, I understand completely. And, you know, he's called Mr. Ghost. Someone yes, called him I've the, heard that before. At uh, the AMAs, I believe. Mr. Ghost, wow. But he brings his family to the award show. It's funny when uh, there's one, he went uh, with his kids to the Grammys. Someone asked him, which one of you is Mr. Ghost? And both him and his son pointed at the same time. <laughs> so anyway, so that's Faith. Good song, it's very hard hitting metal song. It's basically about victory. Faith too, like Faith, are you faithful to the band? Are you right. faithful to me? <clears throat> and so the next song is a little bit calmer than Faith. It's definitely a religious hymn, See the Light. And this is a song that I really you like. You love it. I, you think this is what, the second or third best song on the track? Fourth. Fourth? Uh, my, uh, before we get into it, my favorite songs from this are Dance Macabre, Rats, and Witch Image. Uh, Dance Macabre and Rats are probably tied. I like them both the same. Both are winners. And mine is actually Life Eternal, which we'll get to. Yes. Your wedding song. <laughs> <laughs> but see the light. Going to the themes of death, it's about seeing the light. It's multiple meanings. See the light. You know, you go to... I think of the Blues Brothers. Have you seen the light? But this is... You're dying. You're going to the light. So, I like this song. Joe, do you like this? I do. I mean, it's not one of my favorites on this track, but again, this is full of winners. It's it's one of the slower songs. Still hard but hitting. I, but you know, I don't have a problem with slower songs. Monsters Clock and Life Eternal are some of my favorite ghost songs. Both are in my top ten. When he's saying the lyrics, drink me, eat me, it reminds me of communion. That is what it's supposed to be. But, satanic. <laughs> but it's satanic. So the way next way to go for way to go for sorting that one out there, Dylan. <laughs> well, I'm not wrong. <laughs> you could have left that one to us to figure out. I'm glad you explained it. You're welcome. Well, it's you. You're really stupid. Anyway, so anyway, so the next song number five is one that they always play in concerts. My favorite character rocks out on the saxophone. It's purely instrumental, but when you think of instrumental with Ghost, it's this one, Miasma. Yes. And I guess we could say that Papa Nil is not unwell. He can still do this. I think the best part about this song, because I mean, I'm sure we'll bring it up when we get to Impera and stuff, but uh, this is the only time we're really going to talk about this song. Uh, when Papa Nil ends up dying. Yep. Uh, they still will out his body and revive him to play the saxophone for this. <laughs> he tries to choke out 
one of the clergy bodyguards and they give him a saxophone and just goes to town. He's dancing with the ghouls. Uh, he's rocking the sunglasses. It's Swiss School who plays Papa Nell. And we'll, we'll definitely be seeing the uh, resurrection uh, at the concert we'll go to. And hey, if they can resurrect Papa Nell, they can resurrect Terzo or any of the Papas with those defibrillators. <laughs> yes. Okay, so our next song, my favorite. It's one of Ghost's signature songs. That would be Dance Macabre. <laughs> That's one of my favorites too. It's either my fourth, fifth, or sixth favorite Ghost song total. And I say that because I really like Dance Macabre, I really like Rats, and I really like Year Zero. It's hard to place those. Just wanna be, wanna be with you in the moonlight. And this one also, talking about Papa Mill, the music video for it. Yes, so I think this is one of the best music videos up there with like Cerise and all that and yes. Rats. But okay, so this song is all the most pop. It's, it actually wasn't even supposed to be a ghost song. Tobias said, nah, it didn't feel like a ghost song. He got convinced, and now it's, it's one, really of signatures, one. one of their signature songs. It's all about, um, uh, you know, the dancing plague. People would go out to, you know, pubs, everything, just party, have a good time, because they were going to die. And uh, speaking of parties, the music video. It takes place in L.A., or Transylvania. <laughs> And it's Papa Nil, young Papa Nil in the 80s, goes to a nightclub, meets Sister Imperator. Uh, there's the hot girls dancing, and as they're dancing, she takes him aside. There's a little ceremony, turns him into Papa Nil, gives him the face paint, gives him the eye. Uh, they kiss, as they kiss, goes all carry, it's got the blood, and then it ends with. Papa Nil looking at the camera with the thriller uh, laughter. Hey, Vincent Price. <laughs> right. So. So here's my one thing, right? And, and uh, yeah, and it's basically the origins of Papa Nil. So that's my one thing, right? Yeah. There's two ways to look at this. That's how Papa Nil becomes Papa. Mm -hmm. And like continuity for some of the lore is kind of just whatever Tobias feels like at the time. And we're going to talk about this a little bit more when we talk about uh, Seven Inches. Mm. But it contradicts itself because Papa Nil also comes out at one point and says his father was Papa, his father's father was Papa, his father's father's father was Papa, his father's 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 father was Papa. Like, and it goes on for a while. But if that's true, then Dance Macabre's music video isn't. But if Dance Macabre's music video isn't, Papa Nil lied. Personally, I think I will even say this on the when we talk about Seven Inches. I like to think that the bloodline does go that far back, and that this story is, or this music video is like a fabrication. Maybe this is. I think, uh, like maybe it's what Copia thinks happened. Well, how Papa or, sees it. Yeah, or how Papa Nil sees it. Maybe yeah. I, I just, I'll hold off on all my theories when we talk about Papa Nil, but I honestly believe uh, his father's father's father was Papa. I don't think this is the origin of Papa Nil, 
I just think it's a fun music video. Because, I mean, I love it. <clears throat> and, oh, yes. and one thing, it's not Be With You in the Moonlight. It's, it's Be With You. Very, uh, one of those misheard lyrics. But great song, signature, in the rituals. We'll see the Swiss school do his shimmy that will knock Papa to the ground. Yes. So, I love this song. And... It's a very upbeat song, and, and, you know, Prequel has been kind of divisive with people because it's, you know, more mainstream, less satanic. I've heard complaints like, oh, they're not mentioning Satan, it's too happy. No, even if the song's really upbeat, it's really sad, it's dark. The song might sound happy, but it's about one last, one last dance before you die. Yes. So... I don't get why people are saying it's not dark, because it is dark. And speaking of death, we move on to number seven, Pro Memoria, for memory. Uh, this is one of my favorites, just because I like the lyrics. Don't, don't you, you forget, forget about, about dying. dying. Don't you forget, forget about your friend death. death. Don't you forget that you will die. Yeah, and it's also the song that introduces us to Copia. Comes in on the boombox. Yes. So this isn't my favorite ghost song. I don't think it's one of the best ones on the track, but I, I enjoy it. It's on my playlist, and it was one of my first ones. Uh, it, it took me a while to get into this, but the song is just, you know, you're going to die. Yes. Death comes for you. So I don't think there's much I can add on this one, but... The next one, I have some things to say about this, and I know Joe likes this song too, it's Witch Image. I do like this one. Again, I, I found this song by accident. I was listening to Prequel, and then, you know, I wasn't paying attention, and then Witch Image comes on, and I'm like, this song's great. While you sleep in earthly delight, someone's flesh is rotting tonight. I think the best part of the song to me is the last lines we hear. Like a mother, like would, a mother would save her own child from digging a grave. And Joe, you had a theory on that. Um, so my theory of Copia becoming the Antichrist is still my favorite one. But what if it's the clergy wants to get rid of Copia, but Sister Imperator saves him because mother and son. She'll always be his little Cody. Right. Which image? It's basically about death, you know, and saying like, while you guys are sleeping, other people are suffering. And to me though, this is just my interpretation of the song, but it's about how you can't avoid the world's problems. Like, you know, you might be comfortable here, but everything out there will affect you at some point. Yes. I went to school with a few people, and I, I some of these people I met, I just wanted to punch them in the face. Joe, you're going to relate to this. I met one guy, and it was in, you know, 2016, around, like, the election. One guy was just campaigning for Bernie Sanders. Fine. But he was like, I want my free education. I want my free handouts. And I asked him, hey, what about the military? We need a strong military. We need police. Uh, and he goes, no, we don't need the military. I'm like, uh, yeah, we do. He's like, no, we don't need the army. We don't need the Marine Corps. You were in the Marine Corps at the time. Yes. I'm like, so you're telling my friend he's out of a job? He's like, yeah, I just want my free education. 
Bernie's gonna give me that. I'm like, just shut up. Yeah, I try not to do politics anymore, but you know. But it, but it relates to this song. It's like yes. he thinks this guy thought like, oh, nothing will affect me. Well, no, stuff does. And this other girl I met was also like typical entitled asshole. Uh, she straight up said, I've never had to work for anything in my life. I have no job. My dad pays for everything for me. I'm like, good luck in the real world, sweetheart. <clears throat> so this is why I kind of relate to this song. It also reminds me of uh, Edgar Allan Poe's Mask of the Red Death, Prince Prospero trying to hide from the Red Death. That's probably my favorite Edgar Allan Poe story. But he can't avoid death, like the lyrics in this song, While You Sleep. In earthly delight, someone's flesh is rotting tonight. So, yeah, I like this song. I think you can tell. So, moving on here, another instrumental. I apologize deeply because I'm going to butcher this. Helvet Tesfonster. Swedish, I'm sorry. I butchered that. Another instrumental. Pretty sure that mustache guy in the 40s yelled that before. <laughs> I... This is not my favorite instrumental. If, if I had to pick an instrumental, it'd be Miasma. Joe, anything to say on this song? You're more instrumental than I am. You, you know, you did band. When I listen to instrumentals, I just kind of wait for the words, so. And I played the saxophone, too. So, yeah, I'll learn how to play uh, the saxophone solo. But yeah, not much to say on this song. Another solid instrumental and I love that Ghost does do those though. And so moving on to our last song, Life Eternal. This is one of my favorites. So I, I was actually sitting here while we were going through and I said that this was in my top 10. So I made a list and really kind of thought about the songs to determine where it would go. I put this one as number eight. Uh, it's slow, it's sad. It's romantic. It's deep. It's your wedding it's song. It's meaningful. It's just a beautiful fucking song. It is a beautiful fucking song. The more I'm talking about it, the more I'm going, wait a minute, shouldn't this be number four? Like, it's really... Yeah, it's... It's, it's fucking sad. It's a song about it. two lovers wondering what they would do if they could live forever as they die. Basically. And that's it. That's the, yeah, that's the Black Plague. I really... That, that song is beautiful. It really is. And actually, I was looking last night. I found... I think I mentioned before the couple who danced to this at their wedding. But Yeesh. I found a school, like high school, uh, like chamber singers. They sang this. Yeah, you know what? As I'm thinking about it, I think this might should probably be my fourth fourth favorite because it's really well, this is one of those songs like the more you think about it the better it is you know yeah and the meaning to it the heart that's in it it's sad it it's really, really is sad but I, it's beautiful and that's prequel also uh just a couple bonus songs here that i really don't know i've listened to them i'm not sure if joe i bet joe has too yes uh on the Deluxe CD edition. These have not been released on like iTunes or Spotify, but two other covers they did was It's a Sin by the Pet Shop Boys and Avalanche by Leonard Cohen. 
I really don't have much to say as I don't know them. The, I mean, I've listened to them. Kind of like I said on, uh, when we're talking about Popestar. Mm-hmm. Like, their covers are good, but like sometimes I don't think they either fit or they just, they really haven't done a cover that was a winner. Like, I liked Crucified. I liked If You Have Ghosts. Well, Jesus, He Knows Me is the winner. Well, Jesus, He Knows Me is the best one. Mm-hmm. But at the to- this time, Jesus, He Knows Me isn't there. I like Nocturnal Me. Yeah. But the covers, I would rather just hear original things. That being said, Jesus, He Knows Me is in my top ten. So. Yeah, I, I do agree with you on that. And so that's prequel. I say it's my favorite album. My I favorite album, too. also say it's the best album. I agree. It's their saddest. Yep. It's still dark, no matter what people will say. It's the most it's about the bubonic plague. Of course, yes. it's dark. It's the most pop album that you and me kind of have some varying. I feel like there's a good amount of pop in um, Meliora. Yeah. Yeah, no. But I'm not a genre expert. I'm not a music expert at all. Neither am I. But I mean, like you know, it's not death metal. Like Opus Eponymous, I've mentioned, is the most metal. Like it's got the shouted lyrics. This is. You know, it's commas, more catchy hooks, mainstream beats, especially like Witch Image and Dance Macabre. So, anyway, let's go back to Copia for a moment. So, Copia is now a star. He is. Prequel. And he, I think he was nominated for a Grammy. He was. I believe they lost to Greta Van Fleet, though. They did lose, yes. Unfor- he was nominated, though. Unfortunately, uh... As Papa says down the line, was nominated for two Grammys, did not get one. But Terzo still won. So, anyway, it was in Mexico that Copia is performing, and they're playing the song Miasma, and Papa Nils doing his saxophone solo. And then at the end, Papa Nil collapses. Copia rides in on a tricycle. And he gets up and starts to inspect. As he gets closer, you can actually hear the audience kind of realize that it's part of the shtick. And at first, when you watch it, it's almost like that the guy passed the fuck out. What happened? But, you know, it's, they realize it's part of the thing. Ghost has a way of surprising you with its shows. I wonder right. what they'll do when we go. So they're looking and watching, and eventually members of the clergy come out, and they surround Copia. As they're doing, they're playing Arrival by ABBA. <laughs> and once everyone clears, Cardinal Copia is there, but he's different. He is in blue papal robes with white face paint on his skull paint that looks more like a rat. He's earned his face he's paint. He's earned it. Papa Nil is dead. He is now Papa Emeritus IV. And he gets up there and he starts singing Conclavi Condio. And it's, it's Papa. Papa's back. We have a Pope. Papa must Papa. Copia is still there, but he's been elevated. And when we talk about Impera, we talk about the reign of Papa for no more vacancy. It's pretty cool. I think one thing I do want to mention is like they did some work leading up to it. Um, he did a cover for Sympathy for the Devil as Papa Emeritus IV with a red jacket and the same face paint here. To be honest, so this design, so Copia is my favorite character. 
But uh, we'll talk about this more in Impera. He actually gets two for one plastic surgery later with Sister. So his facial structure changes. He doesn't look like Vincent Price anymore and he does different makeup. This is my favorite, the way he looks with the Vincent Price mask, with the rat-like makeup. And it's just like a really beautiful thing. I like him in the red coat that he wears when he covers Sympathy for the Devil that they brought back for the Re-Imperator. Um, but yeah, copious Pope. And he's just as goofy as when he was a Cardinal, but there's some growth to him. A little bit more mature. A little bit more mature, but really when we talk more about Impera, we'll talk about the reign, the ongoing reign of Papa Emeritus IV. But um, I just think it's important that this is the best album. Kopi is the best character in Ghost, in my opinion. And his first papal design is my absolute favorite. And when you think of Ghost now, the face of the band is Kopia. Yeah. And we did, like I said, I did a poll in the In Ghost We Trust just to see. Like, Terzo is a fan favorite. People love Kopia. And man, is Kopia more popular than Terzo nowadays. Very much so, very much. And for the new fans, and like us, like we got introduced. We got into it with Copia. Yeah. You think of Copia. And now Ghost, again, I mentioned Melior pushed him to the mainstream. But if you did not think Ghost is mainstream, this proves it. And especially with Impera. And which we will talk about next. So wrapping it up here, Copia's of the Papas, my favorite Papa. Joe, he's your favorite. Well, technically, your favorite character is a Papa, too. Yeah. Papa Nil. But, like, singing. Yeah. I know Nil did. Yeah. I know Nil was in the past, but you know what I'm saying. So, prequel, great album, my favorite, Joe's favorite. Anything more you want to add, Joe? No, this this is so much fun. This is the best one we've done so far. I know. And it's just because Copia is such an amazing kick. I would go as far to say as Copia is my second favorite fictional character after Jason Voorhees. And hey, you found the uh, the mask. Yes, my <laughs> friends at Nightmare Studios 13 are making me a uh, custom hockey mask that has Papa 4's face paint, the original rat-like face paint that Copia wears. And I'm gonna be wearing that hockey mask to the ritual. Oh, I, I can't wait. And all of our favorite songs are on the set list. Dance Macabre, Rats. Mariana Cross, uh, which is part of the EP. Uh, Faith. Yep. Uh, Life Eternal. Square Hammer, yep. which is uh, Pope Star. I almost said no, it's Pope Star. Um, still sad that we don't have uh, Monstrous Clock. Clock. No. Maybe they'll add it. I don't know. But we'll talk about that. So, next time, before we move into Impera, we're actually going to be talking about Papa Nil because. Every Ghost album, except Opus, has had an extended play. Papa Nil, uh, you know, is doing a re-release of his album, uh, some of his songs, back when he was the frontman of Ghost in the 60s. And it's our favorite song. Seven Inches of Satanic Panic. Mariana Cross, Kiss the Go-Go. And Kiss the Go-Go, the song that got me into Ghost. So that will be next time. But before then, I'll say, lock your cabins, huddle under the covers, and it's lights out.